Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store Clearance. The Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send her my condolences. Hi oh! This next one's for you two. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations. Welcome, everyone, to episode 107 of the NBA podcast. I'm Brian Toporek, and today we're going to talk about who we think should be the all-star reserves. Before we get underway, wanted to remind you that you can follow us on Twitter at the NBA pod. In our bio, you can find all of our Twitter handles, so give us a follow as well. You can also find us on iTunes, so please subscribe, download, leave some five-star reviews. We'd love any feedback. And we're being hosted this year on FanRag Sports, so check them out on Twitter, at FanRag Sports. And for their NBA content, their handle has changed. It is now FRS Hoops with a Z, so F-R-S-H-O-O-P-Z. Joining me today, as always, is my very stable genius of a co-host, Morton Jensen. How's it going, Mort? I never get tired of that one. <laughs> it's never going away. It's never going away. Well, I'm I'm excited because I don't care about the All-Star game, and now I have to spend an hour talking about who should play in a game I'm not going to watch. I'm, I'm... Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Excited, Brian. Good. Well, so we should clarify a couple things right off the bat first of all we are recording this on friday january 12th the Wait. third podcast of the day of the, the third evening one yeah yeah so you might say, wait, don't they release the starters on Thursday, January 18th? How are you recording a podcast about the reserves before you know the starters? To which we say that's a fair point, but by the time you're listening to this, I will be in Argentina dining on some steaks and wine every night, and I will be very far removed from being able to podcast, so we are recording this early. We are The second returns came out yesterday, uh, so we're <laughs> going to basically... Yeah. So we're basically going to assume that everything holds to form. Uh, if if something doesn't, if there's a surprise, whatever starter we miss is going to be a reserve anyway. So it shouldn't be a huge deal. But we are going into this assuming in the Western Conference that Stephen Curry and James Harden are the backcourt starting guard selected. Uh, in the front court, we are assuming it's Kevin Durant, Anthony Davis, Draymond Green. Eastern Conference, we are assuming Kyrie Irving and DeMar DeRozan are the starting backcourt. Front court would be LeBron James, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Joel Embiid. Again, yeah. something could change. Maybe the vote rigging for Manu Ginobili 
pushes him over the edge past Harden, who knows. He's now up to 657,000 votes. So our, our Putin theory is God damn it, stronger Sarah. than ever. <laughs> yeah, it's unreal. Unreal. He has, what, more than four mm-hmm. times as many votes as Jimmy Butler. So our plea the last time we recorded an All-Star podcast did not hold to form. Uh, we should also clarify that as far as we understand the you know the NBA All Star Game format has changed, so it won't be. There are still twelve players selected from each conference, um, but they won't all be. It won't be a Western Conference versus Eastern Conference thing. So as far as we understand, there are still ten starters selected, fourteen reserves selected. We're assuming the starters get split up evenly, five and five reserves split up evenly as well. Uh, it's still the same format in terms of roster composition. So the starters are two guards and three front court, which includes forward and centers. Mm-hmm. For the reserves, each conference needs two guards, three front court, and then two wild cards, which can either be guards or front court players. So keep that in mind as we're building out uh, our faux all star rosters in the next hour. And last. Rachel Nichols of ESPN has been pounding this drum, and Howard Beck of Bleacher Report has as well. But as of now, the NBA is not planning on televising this all-star draft, which we, I, I feel strongly is a mistake. I know more you and Deeks tried to talk me into the reasons behind it, but hopefully they come to their senses in the next two weeks. And no, I mean, I, I get it from both sides. I get the appeal. Yeah. I definitely get the appeal. The the thing is with me, I just didn't care because it's all star related. I just right. think the, I mean, look for me to get interested in the all star game, you have to put something on the line, like some something serious on the line. I don't know what, like home court in the finals or something. But then the thing yeah. plays in, right? Like, right? Why would we help anyone else? Like, yeah, I, I get it, but something, something. I don't know what. Put up yeah. a million bucks, like. The each each member of the winning team gets a million bucks, and it has to come out of the paycheck for the opposing team. <laughs> that would be pretty good. Uh, yeah, we could talk. I mean, we'll talk again when I'm back from Argentina about the All Star results. Yeah, so not jealous, about, by the way. So not yeah. jealous. <laughs> Don't right. be. Uh, no. But we could also talk about ways that we'd like to improve the mm. system. So this will not be our last All Star podcast, but we wanted to squeeze this one in. Before I leave, because I don't get back until after the reserves are announced. Uh, so, more, let's start with the West. Again, we're assuming mm. Curry, Harden, Durant, uh, Draymond, and Brow are the starters. That leaves right. room for seven players in the reserves. I'm just going to start running down the list of names who could be among them. And I think we should either just say they're a lock and move on. Or we yep. can say, eh. ah. <laughs> their case is a little iffy. And then we can debate... Who, who among the iffy ones fill out Let's the, rest do of the it. roster? Russell Westbrook. Lock. Lock. Yeah. DeMarcus Cousins. Lock. Yeah. Jimmy Butler. Lock. Yeah. LaMarcus Aldridge. Lock, surprisingly. Yeah. Yeah, I know. I, I made you come around. Yeah, oh, yeah. I, I hadn't realized he's been sneaky. Like, yeah. He, I, know, I knew that he had a good start to the year, and he was averaging like. I think 19, 20 points a game. I was like, oh, this is looking okay. And then I hadn't checked in on his specific stat line for about 20 games. Right. I don't know how many games, but suddenly he's up to like 22 and a half. Yeah. And, you know, it just backed up what I've been seeing. 
when I watch him play. Like he's he's just dominating and he's doing everything without Kawhi. So yeah, mm-hmm. lock for Aldridge. And we would not have said this last year. No, not at, <laughs> right, not at all. But yeah, I mean, it's it's a for for me. It's really he. Not only is he doing this without Kawhi, because mm-hmm. like yeah, his numbers would you would assume would go up without sharing the ball with a top five player in the NBA. But the Spurs have been so good, and that tends to factor into all-star voting is, like, you know, the teams with the better records usually get at least one or two representatives from each team. Because he's carried the Spurs to the third-best record in the West with Kawhi barely playing any games, yeah, I think he, as as opposed as I am to Monty Ginobili getting it to the all-star game, I would be equally opposed to LaMarcus Aldridge missing the all-star game. Yeah, that's completely fair yeah and i you know on twitter the other night when lou williams dropped his 50 pointer against the warriors and everyone all of a sudden was like lou williams should be an all-star and i posted the list of like all right well who are you cutting and i got a couple people saying back like well i would cut lamarcus aldridge i'm like you haven't been paying attention to lamarcus aldridge this year if you're saying you would cut him uh okay so that's right now that's nine that we consider locks so we have three spots left in the West. Right. Paul George. Eh, well, I mean, he's not a lock. Mm-hmm. He's a pretty good bet, but he's mm-hmm. not a lock. Yep, I would agree with that. Carl uh, Anthony Towns. See, this is one is a little bit more difficult because I don't think he's been better this year. Mm-hmm. But he's still damn good. And I thought he right. got snubbed last year. Mm-hmm. So and and the raw numbers don't really matter because Jimmy Butler arrived. So obviously sure. those numbers were going to go down. Yep. Kind of on the fence about it a little bit. The team is winning. That helps. So he's in a similar situation as Paul George, which is kind of maybe, but mm-hmm. not a lock. Not quite yet. Yeah. I mean, to your point, he is scoring five fewer points a game than he did last year rebounding about the same blocking more shots actually so everything aside from yeah i mean his three-point percentage has actually gone up um he's hitting 1.5 he's more refined but yeah but he's still not the defender (laughs) right and the per game volume in terms of i mean the coaches choose all of this so Mm. i you know i don't think they're gonna just be looking at spreadsheets and like oh well he his scoring average dropped five (laughs) points a game so he can't be but right. I agree with you. He is not. He should not be considered a lock. He's a very viable candidate. Yeah, we'll debate him in a little bit. Yeah, uh, Clay Thompson, <sighs> semi lock. A little bit higher on the list for him in regards to like Paul George. Okay, but still not like absolutely surefire, no doubt. Yeah, in my mind, kind of lock. No. I would agree with that. Uh, Damian Lillard, who we discussed in our last episode. Yeah, probably a little bit down. Further yeah. than the rest of the guys? Yeah. I mean, look, he's he's still scoring at a tremendous level, but his efficiency has gone down. His volume has gone down. And again, like he just seems to be kind of stuck right now. Mm-hmm. The Blazers need a jump start. They or not a mm-hmm. jump start. They just they need an addition that can help them inspire a little bit more. We thought Nikola or Yusuf uh, Nurkic would be that guy. Right. And to his credit, he sorta of was last year. 
Yep. Then he carried it over somewhat this season. Now they need like another push, another guy to come in there. Yeah. Um, I haven't been like entirely impressed with with Lillard's ability to just take the team on his shoulders and then just lead them. So he's he's probably on the outside looking in. Yeah. I mean, so he's missed, let's see, seven games already. He has this calf injury that's been lingering. Mm. Um, his scoring output, likewise, down slightly, not as much as Towns. He averaged 27 a year last year. He's down to 25 this year. Assisting a little bit up. Rebounds, the exact same. Pretty much everything else, like three-pointers, steals, blocks, are all within the same more or less margin of error. Field goal percentage is down, so I'm with you. Definitely not a lock. We'll debate his place among the reserves in a little bit. Uh, the the other big name, probably Chris Paul. He's missed 17 games. Mm-hmm. So because of that, and that is only because of that, because he's been playing magnificently. Mm-hmm. Uh, outside looking in, very much like Lillard. Yeah, I, I think... It pains me to say that, because as you said, I mean, he... You know, there are so many concerns about him and Harden coming into the year. How would they share the ball? He's, you know, he's so used to being, like, the main guy who dribbles the ball up the floor every time. He's averaging (laughs) over 18 points, 9 assists, 5.5 rebounds in 32 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, like, those questions have been put to bed. The Rockets, you know, they've been banged up a lot this year in terms of like Paul has missed a lot of time now Harden's out um, PJ Tucker's been out for a little bit uh, Luke Luke Mbamute also is hurt mm. um, so like we haven't seen the full powered Rockets as much as we would have liked but I mean they're still what second in the West right now like they're oh yeah yeah they're... I mean usually a team like that gets two all-stars so I think there is a case to make for Chris Paul, even though he's missed that much time. That said, yeah, I I want the guy who was traded for though. Who, Lou Williams. Yeah. You want okay? So yeah, let's let's. So this is already, again, worth noting. Whenever you start caping, or whenever not you, but anyone starts caping for Lou Williams or Nikola Jokic, who we've got mm. to mention. We already we already need to cut down two players as is. But now, yeah, let's let's bring up Lou. So we've spoken about Lou at mm-hmm. length before. He's having an an absolute elite offensive season. Yep, twenty three points a game, five assists, doing it in thirty one and a half minutes, shooting forty one from three on seven attempts. He's also getting to the line where he shoots ninety one percent. He has a true shooting percentage of 60. Um, it's almost 61, actually. And his average shot distance is 15.4 feet. Look, this guy this guy is just amazing right now. He's absolutely amazing. And one of the reasons why I would be willing to sacrifice one of the uh, routine all-stars is because you also need to acknowledge players stepping up in career years. Mm-hmm. And giving them a chance to, to shine a little bit. Sure. Um, and that goes against the way I feel about season-ending awards. I know that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because as, when it comes to awards, I'm like, nope, if you deserve it, you should get it. Mm-hmm. But it's because so many people put a lot of stock into all-stars. 
I don't really care about the All-Star event. All that. So <laughs> right, this right, is an right. area where I can sort of say, you know what, I'm, I have a double standard and I don't care. Uh, because the All-Star game is just like, yeah, fine, get some new players in there, get some fresh blood. It's always yeah. interesting to see new players. Uh-huh. So I, I would probably pick Lou into into that. But who I'm taking out, that's what I need to figure out over the right. next couple of minutes because I'm not yeah. sure. This is okay. a tight-ass field. So... Let's let's go for the two Nuggets guys. Jokic or Gary Harris, do you think either one of them have a chance? I mean Jokic Jokic is the closest undoubtedly. Mm-hmm. But I would I would kind of be surprised, I think. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh not to again, not to say that these guys aren't deserving, it's just a question of there are 12 spots, and right. this is what we were afraid of coming into the year, was there was so much of a talent influx in the West mm-hmm. that we figured, you know, that there are going to be too many too many talented guys, not enough spots. We were afraid that the East was going to be impossible to fill out, which was luckily not the case, and we'll discuss that shortly. So it sounds like we both agree, if we had to leave people out from that list of nine, Lillard and CP3 would be the two to get cut. CP3 just because he hasn't played enough games. Yeah. Lillard because his production's down. The Blazers are further down in the standings. And, I mean, not that they play defense in the All-Star game, but he is more of a one-way player than a Clay Thompson. Right. But then, theoretically, you could apply that logic to Russell Westbrook these days as well. True. Yeah. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns. Yeah, that's true. Do you think Clint Capella has any chance? Uh, I would love to see Clint in there. I don't think he plays enough minutes. He's at 26 a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, his production is definitely all-star worthy. Right. When, when you when you look at the per, per 36, mm-hmm. but the raw numbers, they're probably lacking a little bit. But yeah. I would love to see him in there. Like He's built for an all-star format. Yeah, he would be super fun. Yeah, it's I mean, so funny. I keep saying I would love to see him. I'm not gonna watch the damn game. Like, <laughs> right? Yeah, I would love yeah. to see him. Yeah, right. I'm gonna play Pac-Man while you guys watch the game. That's fine. You would love for him to get the distinction. I'll That's right. That That's right. And for the fans to enjoy his pick and rolls mm-hmm. uh, and his lobs, you know, that's just that would I think for for fans who enjoy that kind of environment, they would yeah. really dig him in the All Star tournament. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I I agree with that. I would like to see Steven Adams in there, too, for the same reason. I don't think he's going to get there. I mean, he has to beat out. Like, uh, you know, if it, if OKC is getting two, it's going to be Westbrook and Paul George. But Steven Adams, really? You want a, you want an all-star game with hard screens? I like that. Yeah. Well, did you, have you seen Jimmy's quote from... Oh, yeah. Where he's like, yeah. I ran into one screen and I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, let's bring some physicality back to the all-star game. It'd be fun. Now, see, that I would watch. Yeah. Right. I mean, yeah. It's. It, I, I'm with you. The, the like, 170 to 160. You, you get bored after a while. It's, like, it's exciting for the first 10 minutes, and then you're like, oh, they're just going to do this the entire game. Look, okay. I haven't watched the All-Star game for, I think, three years now. The entire All-Star weekend uh-huh. has just been... I just ignore the entire All Star festivity. I just I block it all out, and I just spent the weekend as if the NBA is on leave, so I won't have to stay up late to watch games. Fair, 
Yeah. The, like family time and stuff. Right. Yeah. We we do all need to take that one week break in the middle because then we get lost for four months, five right. months because that just goes finals, draft, free agency, bam, bam, bam. Exactly. Like the summer for us was the busiest part last year. Yeah. Right. Oh right. my God. I felt like we recorded every day, but I loved it. Like, yeah. We, I'm looking. For, I'm really looking forward to like the draft and free agency more than I'm looking forward to the playoffs. I don't know. Is that weird? That that's weird. But that's well. That's one, one right about it. One feels preordained, and the other one is just pure madness. So it makes sense. Oh yeah, that's right. Well, luckily, more this year, Joel Embiid is going to make the All Star game great again because it looks like he's going to be a starter. It's going to be him, as we mentioned at the top. It's going to be Irving, DeRozan, LeBron, Giannis, Embiid, as yeah. far as we know. As that's what we're assuming. Yeah. So, again, let's go down the list of the Eastern Conference guys. Figure out who who is a possible reserve, who's, who are the locks, who are the guys who will be in contention, and who mm. the snubs will be. All right. Let's, let's start with Kristaps Porzingis. Lock. Yep. Kevin Love. Nah. Oh, cold. Nah. Cold blooded. Okay. Horford. Lock. Yeah. Oladipo. Lock. Yep. Uh Bradley Beal. Lock. I like it. Yeah. I would go I would call him a lock as well. So again, yeah. we're at nine already. Uh we've got both of our guards filled out with Depot and Beal. We have Horford and Przingis, so that's two of the three front courts. So we need one more front court and two wild cards. John Wall. Wall cart. Do you think he's a lock? I would hope so. I know his numbers are down, but it's John Wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would... I think he's going to make it. I would not call him a lock. Yeah. Um, Andre Drummond. Based on the season he's having right now. Mm-hmm. Screw it. Lock. Whoa! Yeah. Again, I think he's going to make it. I wouldn't call him a lock, though. I think. No, I would call him a lock because of what Detroit is doing right now. You have So you have him in over Kevin Love? Yeah. Wow. Look, wow. I'm sorry, but look, here's my here's my thing with Kevin Love, right? Mm-hmm. He's, he's not asked to do anything remotely close as to what he did in Minnesota. Sure. Right now, he is more or less just playing off of LeBron James, mm-hmm. primarily. And Le- I, I I get that this is unfair, so let me just go into this. Right. But I don't think... I, I Well, I do think that you should be viewed in your totality. Mm-hmm. I think it's important to look at how you're being set up, how you are getting your points, how you're getting your production. So Kevin Love is... He's playing just 29 minutes yep. and in those minutes like he's producing 19 and almost 10 10 boards like he's mm-hmm. doing well and he's also getting to the free throw line which is one thing i really really enjoy about him he's begun getting doing that so when he's on the ball himself when he's creating himself he does get to the free point or the three free throw line mm-hmm. but when he's playing with lebron there's just there's this level of oh i can i can completely take a back seat I can completely just stay out of the offensive schemes and just like waddle around and just look for kickouts. Mm-hmm. I I don't think that's a guy who right now is doing enough on the court 
to be an all-star. Now, people are going to slam me for that, and that's fine. I, I get the the opposite view of that. Like, but, but he's producing, and he's doing so efficiently. Yeah, you're, absolutely. That's fine if you want to look at it that way. But he's not... I mean, he's he's feeding off someone who draws in so much attention. Yeah. It just makes the game so much easier. And then people are going to go, oh, but that is not the case with Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. Not to the same extent, no, because they are all-around players. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just talked about one-way players. High yeah. Kevin Love. <laughs> right? That's fair. I, I definitely would not call Kevin Love a lock. I do expect him to get in. Oh, yeah, yeah think, of course. I mean, last year he averaged 19 and 11 in 31 minutes and he made it in. Mm-hmm. This year he's averaging 19 and almost 10 in 29 oh, yeah, minutes. Yeah, he's better this year than he was last year. And I, right. I, I didn't want him in the game last year. I, yeah. I like the fact that he played a lot better last year than he had in his first two seasons in Cleveland. Mm-hmm. And I appreciated that fact. But yeah. I didn't think he was like an all-star candidate and this and year he's, he's he's playing even better than he did last year yeah but still it's he's he's feeding off of it and he's not even playing like that many minutes like we mentioned clint capella early on right. he's playing 26 minutes uh-huh. so should a three or actually a 2.9 minute difference really be the, the ultimate outcome I, 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 yeah. I don't know. I, I think if Clint Capella was in the East, though, he'd have a more compelling All Star case. That's true. That's true. I just, Kevin Lava sits for, what, 19 minutes a game? Mm hmm. That's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah. I mean, much like, like Lou Williams, if he was in the East, he would have a much more convincing All Star case, too. I mean, the, yeah. there are 12 guys deserving of All Star spots in the East, but the talent disparity between the two conferences is it's real i mean the 12th best player in the east is going to be worse than the 12th best player in the west like you have to the snubs are going to be more quote-unquote egregious in the west right like a damian lillard would be starting in the east yes that is absolutely correct and here's a point to back up everything i said kevin love is assisted on 75.6 percent of all his field goals hmm yeah, I mean, it, it's a fair point. I like, I'm not, I definitely would not cape for him as a all star starter or even like, I, I think he's going to be, maybe he squeezes in as a wild card or like, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know whatever designation he's going to get. I mean, he is among qualified players. He's 14th right now in the NBA in terms of PER. This is, you know, his highest PER season in Cleveland. He has a true shooting percentage of no, it's uh, it's great. North, like he's a sixty-one percent. I mean, yes, he's not asked to create as much as no, nowhere near as much as he did back in Minnesota. So that's a fair critique of him. But I just think, especially if he made it last year, I I can't rationalize letting him in last year. He's having a better season this year and not having him in this year. No, no, when, I, I, when I guess that. got worse. And it's also not a hill I want to die on. Sure. Like, yeah. I mean, I get it. If he right. get gets in, it's like, oh, okay, yeah, I kind of see that. That's fine. But it's not the Kevin Love that we were accustomed to in Minnesota as well. Like, if you look at his assist numbers, also, like, it just shows that the offense is just not running through him in yeah. any capacity that he used to. Mm-hmm. And that, 
to me, that just draws it down a little bit. That's fair. Uh, ben Simmons. No. Oh, ben. No. Well, at least your boner went down. Yeah. Womp womp. Uh, how about Aaron Gordon? I mean, I wanted him in there, but, you know, Andre Drummond came out of nowhere and surprised the living daylight of me. So Yeah. I mean, yeah, I think I I think he's gonna be on the list of like, you know, every major media outlet will have a like all star snub slideshow the second the reserves are announced. Eric Gordon will be among that list. Yeah. But I do think his case is less convincing than any of the guys, including Ben Simmons, who we've mentioned so far. Yeah, because if, of the poor team record. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You you can't go four and twenty six over your last thirty games would be. No. It's, I'm sorry. It's no. that we'll always have that first like three weeks though when they were eight and four and they took <laughs> us all into thinking like oh maybe we slept on the magic this but, year. But maybe we should talk about something real quick. Uh huh. Isn't this completely stupid though? Factoring this is a game. In. Yeah, because this is a game like you said, like they're just giving each other open dunks. Oh yeah, sure. Let's reward winning. Like what? Yeah. Why? Why? Like Aaron Gordon. I would rather see him in that type of setup, or I'm assuming fans would rather see him in that type of setup than freaking Kevin Love or yeah. Al Horford. Yeah. I mean, hopefully Aaron Gordon will at least be in the dunk contest, so like he'll still be a presence at All-Star Weekend. Yeah, but like... Hope. I mean, I'm just saying, the All-Star game, why take winning into account when it's just right. about showmanship? Like, it yeah. just... That... This whole fiasco of the weekend, it needs to be fixed. And I, I know that, oh, we fixed it with a draft. No, you didn't. Yeah, yeah. I, so let's finish talking about the East. And that does make yeah. me think about one other thing I want to discuss in terms of the All-Star. So Perfect. Kyle Lowry, do you think he no. has a... Okay. No. So among the eight we listed, not counting Gordon and Lowry, Simmons is the guy you leave off. Mm-hmm. It pains me to say it, but I agree. I yeah. I think I mean he will be an all star at some point, but the fact he has slowed down somewhat. I mean he started off so incredibly hot, and now over the past couple of weeks he's slowed down. It's it's not arguable. I mean he's still playing really well, but it's not at the all star level he was at the first month of the season. So yeah. We'll see if that continues, because in the last episode, I argued that Donovan Mitchell should win Roy, so we'll see. Right, right, we'll see. right, right. Um, I just, uh, I feel like I should get a prize, by the way, if Donovan for, Mitchell for Nelly, yeah. wins, wins Roy, by the way. Just <laughs> something. Yeah, I will retweet the episode where you predict, or where you asked why he's not in the conversation for Rookie of the Year. You're so generous. <laughs> All right, so that does bring up a point that, yeah. you know, the idea of, like, why... I, I want to see how I phrase this so I don't get my mentions flooded with angry Celtics and Spurs fans. But, like, a guy like Horford or a guy like LaMarcus Aldridge, who are not, like, flashy, exciting players, they're good, right. fundamentally sound players who are invaluable members of, you know top five teams in the NBA right now. So Aww. it's nothing against those guys. 
but you're right. Like they they are a bad fit in like an alley oop fest, which is what the All Star Game is. Yeah. So the question is like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you want a Lou Williams in there? Who's just or like shit? Why why wouldn't you want like a Nick Young in there? Why wouldn't you just want like Yolo? You know like, exactly. If that if you want a bad product, mm-hmm. get the flashy types. Get Zach Levine in there, even though he hasn't played a game yet. <laughs> right, but. The fact they tie contract incentives to the All Star Game is ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's where I draw the line, though. Like, I don't think, you know, like we've said it before. Anthony Davis missed out on twenty five million dollars because he was not named an All Star Game starter. Yeah. Like, can, can I just compare that to something? Yeah. Like, let's let's say that I work at an office, right? Mm-hmm. And like, I do. Like, say I'm a journalist. Let's say I'm a journalist. And mm-hmm. I write articles and whatever, and I make strong. I make I make high quality work, right? Let's just say that I'm sack low, and then ESPN comes to me and they go, you know what? If you get X amount of of page views, we're gonna mm-hmm. give you twenty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. And then he he falls like one page view short of of that goal, and he misses out on twenty five million dollars. Mm-hmm. Like his quality. Did not diminish because he did not get enough clicks. Sure. At any point, like his his was still worth reading, still worth writing. It was a, arguably the best content in in America from a sports writing perspective. Mm-hmm. But because of some arbitrary thing coming in, like oh, he missed out on twenty five million dollars. Right. That's it. Could not be more stupid. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's I I think. The All-NBA, like, the criteria for making an All-NBA team, Defensive Player of the Year, MVP, all of that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I know there's some, it's still, like, kind of weird because All-NBA is voted on by media, so, you know, it's still, Right, like, but it's more, it's, they, it's more thorough. Yeah, right. It's, I mean, I think, in part, this whole system of, you know, the, start, the All-Star Game starters now are 50% fan vote, 25% player vote, 25% coaches vote because they wanted to prevent who was it a couple years ago? Was it was it Cantor that had yeah, like so. a ridiculous number of votes and like almost yeah. became a starter? And this happened in the NHL recently too when like a kind of like a gag campaign led to this guy who like was not anywhere near all-star caliber becoming a starter like an all-star Yeah, but he won the all-star game MVP if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sure. I <laughs> You're asking the wrong person about hockey. Yeah, uh, I just remembered that one, but no. Yeah, yeah, but like, I mean, so, you know, it, they try to avoid a situation where Amani Ginobili is going to get voted in as a starter, and then that means whoever. I, I, I don't think any guards would actually be punished for it this year, but, you know. You do know Amani would not, Amani would kind of decline it right <laughs> hopefully if he knows what's just in this world hopefully um but yeah i mean it's it's kind of <coughs> you're right that it's gross to like have voting totals and just all-star in general being tied to contracts mm. i mean I, but is there a better system or should it just be like we don't that's just not a thing like we will, we will give you more money if you reach certain thresholds. If you reach seventy games played, 
Like, I think Dion Waiters has that in his contract this year. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I would rather have that. And then and just then remove, just, remove yeah, like, every all-star-related clause. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, well, you, you just said something that got me thinking, like, how to fix it. Like, mm-hmm. fix the all-star game. And the, it, it's, it's just interesting, because the first thought that went into my head was just remove it. Like, delete the whole event. Like, just, just get rid of it. But I also recognize that I'm a hardcore. Mm-hmm. So when I say that, I'm not speaking on perhaps per, on, on behalf of the guys who, you know, go to YouTube and Facebook or whatever to watch a few clips. Yeah. And go, oh, that's nice. Look at this stunk. I'm just going to tag you, you know, Michael, whatever, because this is awesome. And the NBA needs those fans. Like, this is right. not a hardcore or no one type <laughs> right. of situation. Right, right. So... But but I do think the NBA would would really cater to their hardcore community if they did something else where we could watch a respectable brand of basketball. Mm. And I I'm not sure what that solution is. Maybe you actually make two different All Star type of games. I know you have the rookie game or whatever you want to call it now. The yeah the challenge whatever i don't know right rookie sophomore game or whatever rookie sophomore whatever i mean look again it's yeah but but it's essentially i mean the same game now yeah the all-star game and the rookie game like i remember 50s no i was about to say 15 years ago and i'm lying that's 17 years 18 years ago now god i'm old brian i remember the 2000 like when it was the the elton brand and steve francis and and those guys mm-hmm like, that was the inexperienced, we're trying to oop everything kind of game. Jason Williams going behind the back, elbow pass or whatnot. Right, right, right. And then the this was in Oakland, by the way. I remember I was sitting in a Chinese hotel room um, watching this whole event. And and then the All-Star game on, on, on Sunday in Oakland was like, okay, you had Vince Carter doing some 360s. You had Shaq doing a 360 and a few things, but that was kind of it. Like, the game was competitive. Lots of contested mid-range shots, like, where you communicated and, like, set out plays and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, I remember, oh, okay, there's a significant difference from the kids to the grown-up game. And I'm putting that, you know, in quotation marks. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's just the same. All throughout the weekend. It's the same low-quality product. Yeah, and that does not mesh with the fact that we are in a league right now that has the highest quality ever, right? I mean, I, like, I I agree with you that it'd be cool. I'm gonna I'm interested to see if this format changes the competitiveness of it. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe again, it it speaks to why they should televise the draft because maybe. You know, it, it looks like LeBron's going to be the captain of one team, and then whoever right. the top vote getter of the West, it's Probably either going to be Steph, right? Yeah, Steph or KD. It's going to be one of the two. Yeah. And Steph has said he wants to do it, and KD's like, "No, nah, I just want to hoop. I I don't care about that shit." So, like, if they I, if they televise the draft, that would help. I think that would at least bolster interest going into the event. But then it, it, I'm interested to see like if. Steph doesn't pick 
like Clay or Draymond, <laughs> like LeBron picks Draymond, is Dray gonna like set a hard screen on Steph just to be like, yo, that was a dick move? Probably not, because he doesn't want to hurt his superstar going into the playoffs. But yeah, you know, it'll but, be fun to see teammates going at it against one another. If that is comes that to the f- attraction? Like for you, I know because it's it's anarchy, and I know you <laughs> crave anarchy, but. Yeah. Like what what's what's the attraction there? Like what's the added value? I think I, it'll just be fun to see, you know, we don't get to see teammates going at against one another unless they change teams, in which case, you know, like what was the marquee opening night matchup this year? It was Kyrie Irving versus LeBron James and the, and the Cavaliers. Right, but I mean the quality of the game action. That's what right. we're talking. Like yeah. that's that's going to be the same. Yeah. Yeah, um, like honestly, I'm just like I I think, <laughs> I think this this would be totally hard ass, right? But like, you should have an all star committee, and then these these guys should determine whether a guy played hard, and then if he didn't, <laughs> he's banned from the all star game for the next season. Yeah, oh, I mean man. I I know that's like the a completely elitist perspective, uh-huh. but I would love that. Just like play hard. Or you're not making the All-Star game <laughs> next year. Yeah. So when you're in 20, 30 years, you're looking back at your career and you go, oh no, I only had seven All-Star selections <laughs> instead of maybe 11. Like, just just think on who that falls on. That's you. That's you. You could have changed that by just playing hard for a game. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, it's. I don't know if there's anything the NBA can do short of, as you said, making it like a million dollars. But even still, like... Are those guys going to play hard defense against a teammate for a million dollars when they're all making 15 to 20 million, if all right. not more, per year? All right, so let's go into death traps, family related death traps. We'll kill a family member. <laughs> I don't know. That, I, that would do it. That would do it. I, don't, I, I honestly don't know. I mean, I, I, I think it's a mockery to the game of basketball. Yeah. I really do. I feel offended when I watch an all-star game. It's just like the Harlem Globetrotters on both sides. It is. It is. Although, the Harlem Globetrotters, like, you actively go into that knowing it's fun and games. Right. Like, here you pay, like, thousands and thousands of dollars to go in and see the greatest of the great. And all they do is jog around and throw up, like, half-court (laughs) alley-oops that are, like... With not contested or anything, and I'm not saying go play so hard that one is gonna someone is gonna break a leg. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just uh, put in some effort so people want to see it. You're not like the NBA argues this promotes their product. Mm-hmm. I am I am arguing the exact opposite. Yeah, like so sure what, you yeah what like is it that I'm wondering if like a matter of rule changes would help Mm -hmm. make it more entertaining so like put in you know there's been not seriously floated but like the idea of a four-point line has been discussed before oh god add the four-point line to the all-star game do the FIBA rules of like no offensive goaltending like change the rules of the game to make it more conducive to a fun environment would Mm -hmm. that do anything for you no (laughs) i mean you just hate the all-star game no, I, I mean, look, I have an idea. This is batshit crazy right off the bat. Okay. A reverse shot clock. You're not allowed to take a shot 
<laughs> after you know before 15 seconds has passed so or something you have to yeah the defense has to be established <laughs> so forget everything about transition dunks not right. gonna happen like <laughs> no no they, i mean they want to promote that style nah, of play not to the point i think everyone knows even the players admit and that's what led to this format change was like the degree to which it has gotten bastardized in the last couple of years was too much but I do think, like, adding a couple, like, just, you know, it's basically, the All-Star game is basically just NBA Jam. So, yeah, like, it is. Just make it NBA Jam rules. Just, like, so add you... some fun rules to, like, I think the four-point line would be fun. I think a no-goaltending rule would be fun. Right, okay, but then what about Al Horford? Yeah, like, no, I, what, right. Like, but, like, he's... those guys don't, they get selected, but, like, more often than not, especially the older guys, mm-hmm. you, it seems like they talk to the coach. It's like, yo, I just want to rest. Like, play me for five minutes and then, like, yeah, let Zach Levine play for 30. All right. I think I got it. Okay. So a player selected, mm-hmm. but he's given the choice on whether or not that he can, that he wants to participate or not. Okay? Okay. And if he chooses not to... He will sit down. This is a mandatory thing. He will sit down with Adam Silver. And together they'll come up with a replacement player. That makes sense. For the like, format. Like a good player or a young yeah. player? No, no, or yeah. Both. So, Exactly. So like, let's say the All-Star game is in a couple of years. Let's say it's primarily dominated by guys who are 27 or less. Right? Uh-huh. And let's say you have an old guy getting selected. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know what? I don't want to play. So he sits down with Adam Silver and he goes, you know what? I, I don't want to play. All right, that's fine. Let's find a player. So they they go over the rosters and they go, okay, so what's the age? Like, what's what what kind of game are we looking at? Like, they analyze it. And sure. then we go, like, what kind of player would, would fit this type of product? And then together mm-hmm. they, they select a guy. So the player's input is still being valued. Mm-hmm. He still has an indirect hand in how the game is played, even though mm-hmm. he doesn't participate. He'll still be credited as an all-star, and the new guy will also be credited as an all-star because, you know, why not? I mean, you've seen replacement guys get that title before. Mm -hmm. And then it'll just be like a a decision where guys can bow out if they feel like, ugh, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. And then you get a hungrier guy in. Oh, and right, the catch should be, it's a guy who should never have made the all-star team before. Hmm. I'd be morbidly intrigued. I I, I think... I'd be very surprised if anything, if they went down that road, because I think half of the appeal of the All-Star game is, you know, you have to avoid a situation where a LeBron James opts out. Like, I think that's doomsday for the All-Star game. If you start having, like, what the NFL does with the Pro Bowl, where... Yeah, yeah, you told me. Where it yeah, was just... like, a lot of players do not end up going, and then you end up having, like, you know, like, Dario Saric would be an All-Star. No offense to Dario. <laughs> <laughs> but... You know that's that is what the NBA does not want. They, I think they do enjoy having all the talent together, and I think, okay. frankly, it seems like the guys themselves enjoy being around one another. Like it does seem like the superstars all enjoy being around each other for you know probably just because they all throw ridiculous parties in whichever city they're in. Yeah, and that's the low point. That's boring. Hey, let's go out for three hours and dap each other. <laughs> What the hell is fun with that? Like, I know I'm from the old school, 
I know. Yeah. I loved Michael Jordan taking things personally. I mm-hmm. loved Larry Burr taking everything personally. Mm-hmm. I, I love that, but I'm not. I don't want to go back to you know near fist fights or whatever because that was stupid. <laughs> right. Right, right, but right. I do want to go back to the sweet spot before the league got as friendly as it as it is now, mm-hmm. and after you know physical violence was kind of was outlawed on the court, like the late nineties. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to that. The game was taken serious by everyone involved, and there was like a li- this little bit of "I'm going to kick your ass" and "I'm right. not talking to you," mm-hmm. but it wasn't to the point of physical violence. Yeah. That's what I want in an all-star game format. And and it's not a coincidence that those games... Like, you're a Sixers fan. You remember mm-hmm. 2001 in Washington. I know you do. With yeah. Allen Iverson winning the MVP in the, yeah. the overtime game. I've watched that game, I think, 30 times. That is... For all the all-star games I've seen throughout the course of my life, that's my by far the most favorite one. And why? Because it was in the entire second half, at mm-hmm. least... Where you did not see a possession that was just bullshitted. Right, right. I want the serious element back, Brian. I'm old and <laughs> I can't take all this, hey, let's let's, you know, fucking put up an Instagram post while I'm in the air. I don't I don't want all that. I don't want that. Oh, so excited to talk about the All-Star game nonstop with you for the next month. It's going to go Ugh. great. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. I'm so sorry, but I'm, I'm an old fart when it comes to that. You know who I am. Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's a discussion worth having because clearly the NBA is aware of the problem. They're proactively trying to make it better. So yes, I'm interested to see how this format change affects things. I mm-hmm. Again, I think televising the draft would have been even an even better way to drum up the hype maybe they're like dipping their toes into the water this year they're doing the format change and then now that they see it's harmless and no one got their feelings hurt next year they'll televise it if that's the case so be it but yeah still not gonna change the product man right it might yeah it might not but i'm excited to see if if or how it does i'm gonna kill your pet if you don't play well that should just (laughs) that's we, we got to stop trying to threaten lives of family members and or... <laughs> I don't care. I want a better product, Brian. <laughs> All no, right. you're right. You're right. I, I, but maybe maybe it's all about just communicating to the players. You Please know, give that, a that, shit. Yeah, but like maybe... I, I, look, LeBron is a smart guy. I think yeah. if, if Adam Silver reached out to him on a personal level at some point, and just said, mm-hmm. look, sit down with me and watch the last All-Star game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Look, this, this is not something... You, and you, you just... You, you talk to LeBron and you go, you know what? You respect great basketball. You always have. You always will. You're a student of the game. Mm-hmm. You want the new generation who comes in to be high IQ players. Like, every time you see a young kid who's got a high IQ, you always compliment him. Mm-hmm. This type of game does not inspire high quality, high IQ players coming up. For young guys who are being exposed to basketball for the first time, this is not a good first time introduction. That's fair. That would be like, I think that's a way where LeBron would be like, yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And yeah. if LeBron sees it, everyone else will. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll we will discuss the all-star game plenty in the weeks to come 
once the starters and reserves are announced, we will break that down and hopefully we'll have time. I think I get back the day the reserves are announced, so hopefully we can sneak in an episode uh, between the announcement of the reserves and the announcement of the teams. We can speculate who's going to pick who, all that good stuff. But it should be, at least it'll be an interesting weekend. So stay tuned for plenty of All-Star coverage, much to Mort's chagrin in the weeks to come. (laughs) (laughs) It's okay. It's one weekend. I'll live. Yeah, you'll survive. In the meantime, please follow us on Twitter at the NBA Pod. You can find our Twitter handles in our bio as well. So please, please go Raz Morton on Twitter about his love for the All Star Game and All Star Weekend. You can also find us on iTunes. So follow us there, subscribe, download, leave some five star reviews. We'd love any feedback. We're being hosted this year on FanRag Sports. So check them out on Twitter, at FanRagSports. And for their NBA content, the handle has changed. It is now FRS Hoops with a Z. So F-R-S-H-O-O-P-Z. Until next That's time. That's how you fix the All-Star game. You just put <laughs> a Z these. instead of, yeah. <laughs> All-Star game. All-Star game, yeah. <laughs> Until next time, I'm Brian Zaporik, and I was joined, as always, by Morton Jensen. Have a good one, Mort. You too, Brian. Get to Old Navy for the biggest sale of the year. Up to 60% off all back-to-school styles for kids and baby. Get flip-flops for 2 bucks, graphic tees for 4 bucks, shorts for $6, and jeans for $8. Right now, get the best kids' styles at kid-size prices. Just 2 4 6 and $8. Can't wait to wear it? Buy online and pick up in-store free today. Up to 60% off all kids and baby styles. Now at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid 729 to 811. Select styles. Excludes in-store the Starlight Lounge presents An Evening with the Progressive Box. Moon. Yeah. That's Hugo, tickling the ivories. He just saved by bundling home and auto with Progressive. Gonna finally buy a ring for that gal of yours, Hugo? Send him my condolences. Hi-oh! This next one's for you, too. There's a burglar in my heart. Thank you. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Discounts not available in all states or situations.